everyone. Welcome to the Camino Cafe podcast. I am so here with you. And I first wanted to give a big shout out to Maria Seiko. Maria has been a big supporter of the Camino podcast since the very beginning. She's been on the podcast before. And, and you probably all know she runs the organization, the company called Span for the Camino. And her whole business is about helping pilgrims have a more successful Camino by learning some very simple um, Spanish and, and maybe more complex Spanish. But uh, the reason I want to congratulate her is she just wrote her first book and it was just published. And it's a book all geared to help you learn Spanish for the Camino. So Maria will be back soon to talk about her book. Uh, I'm in the process of reading it right now and I'm sure that I can use it here for my time in San Diego. So I'm super excited for her. So um, just also wanted to mention, if you like what I'm doing here, please give us reviews on Apple Podcasts. A five-star rating would be most appreciated. And, you know, a thumbs up on YouTube, subscribe, all the things. When you do that, it just helps the podcast grow and it helps me stay motivated. It helps the folks that come on the show feel good about their uh, story sharing, which is what this is all about. So I really appreciate all that. Thank you for your support. And I'm so excited tonight to have a special guest with me. I just met her in Santiago back at the end of February. So we're going to catch up. So you're going to hear about some of our conversations. So this is Irene Arholicus. I almost got it. Arholicus. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Oh, I told her I would struggle with it. So I'm so sorry. I am so happy to have you back. We met back. Um, we're at Eris Nunes here in Santi, and you had just finished your uh, walk, I think the day before. Mm -hmm. You had walked the Portuguese route, and we just had a lovely time chatting. We did a Facebook Live, and you shared some things there, and um, we kind of talked then about that we would catch up once you were home and you've been home for a while. And, you know, cause when pilgrims are coming in, there's a lot to process, you know? And so to do an interview at that point, you know, I kind of want to give people time and so back and spending this time here at the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Lee. It's, it's, it's an honor. And I've been looking forward to it for a long time because I'm telling you, once you go on Camino, it stays with you. You don't really stop walking. You take it with you. And then I can't wait for my next Camino. Um, as a matter of fact, like the minute I got home, because the Camino experience had did me so much good, mm -hmm. um, I signed up to be a member of the American Friends of the Camino. Okay. And um, we have, they have different... Uh, branches all over the united states so my local branch tomorrow we're going on our little caminito to the hudson valley and we're walking for i think three hours and uh, a lot of the other people have been on camino again so i'm having like a camino reunion i love that goes to show that even i mean you have the pleasure of being in santiago when you you embrace all the pilgrims that come there but camino can be done anywhere that's right that's so right. It's it's not so much well, it's not so much the destination, right? It's the journey that matters. And I think that's why I would I'm here. I would I'm talking to you about the journey and how the Camino is so therapeutic because it takes you on a personal internal and external uh journey into self. Yeah, I love that when we were talking about that back in February when you arrived, and we'll dive back into that more. And I just wanted to say how excited I am for you that here you are. And how, how cool is this that you come and you walk the Camino, you go back home, and now at home, back in the States, in New York, you are now getting ready to expand your Camino family. Absolutely. To yeah. me, that is one of the greatest gifts of this Camino is the family that we get out of it, the connections, right? Absolutely. So there's so much to it. So could you share with everyone in case they didn't catch our Facebook Live, you have a really interesting career. And I just wonder if you just give us like a 30 second kind of, this is what I do in New York. And because uh, I think that will create some context around some of the things we're going to talk about. Well, you know, I started, um, I started teaching. Um, I was a professor of English in Europe. And then I came, I was, I actually lived in Barcelona for several years. And um, 
mostly teaching, but always writing at the side. So I was always doing freelancing and I actually did go back and got a master's in journalism. I was doing work in the Middle East. But since my daughters were born, I came back and right now, in the last four years, I've discovered um, the, the, the incredible power that art and the arts have in general for healing the soul. And yes. um, I had been on a pilgrimage before that changed my life. So I'm a big proponent of uh, Caminos and pilgrimages in general. Right now, I'm uh, still working with special education students who are sick, who have cancer, who have psychiatric disorders, who can't come out of their rooms. Who, and I, I, I kind of teach them different things, but I also try to deal with their social emotional needs. Mm -hmm. And I use the arts through that. I'm also a uh, very um, active exhibiting encaustic painter. Uh, and photographer, and uh, I'm also writing books. Uh, I, I think I, I also got a book deal, and I won't share too much about it, but- I About mean, the Camino? About pilgrimage. Ah, about, congratulations. About, about how pilgrimage, you, you remember Eat, Pray, Love? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like a Christian Camino-like pilgrimage story of, you know, kind of getting through your demons through the through the pilgrimage of all pilgrimages that I took, which was in Jerusalem. Yeah, that's right. I was going to have you tell everyone where you took that. How long ago did you do the Jerusalem one? I think that was in 2004, 2005. Okay. And then I stayed for for a couple more years after that. So I, I mean, that pilgrimage changed my life. So I'm like you, you go on pilgrimage and then you drop out and you live in the place. So yeah, exactly what happened to me. Um, and, uh, you know, that it's even called a syndrome, like it's called the Jerusalem syndrome. Like, no, I've never heard this before. What? Yes. People. Oh, have you tell. I want to hear. Do we have a Camino syndrome? <laughs> Probably you do. Yeah. Okay. You, tell haven't, me you, haven't, you haven't named it yet. Yes. Yeah, so um, that was such a, a life-changing, I mean, an incredibly life-changing experience. And I'm not going to give it away, but it did have to have to do with a lot of healing. Um, my mother's cancer, my own clinical depression. I mean, it really changed my life. So I wow. went back and I, I lived there for several years and that's where I met my my husband and then I got remarried and have have a beautiful child and as yada yada but um where was I so right now um what I've been I've been trying to get registered to be a, a, an official uh following the professional and ethical practices of International Expressive Arts Therapy Association where I kind of give expressive arts processes that do just that Excellent. And I think the Camino is on its head, on its feet, a perfect vehicle for healing through expressive arts. And yeah. if you give me some time, I'll tell you all about it. Yeah, I definitely that's why I went on, on the Camino. Yeah. Okay. okay. I definitely want to talk about that. So um, a couple of different things I was just going to say uh, for folks that didn't see our Facebook Live, when you brought out your journal... And I got to see, yeah, I mean, your journal was beautiful. The drawings in it, it was done in a very artistic way. If I'd have thought about it, I'd had you have it near you, but it was really beautiful. So let's go back to what made you decide to walk the Camino because you obviously had such an amazing experience uh, in Jerusalem oh, yeah. a while ago. And now we go 2004 to 2022, you walked. Um, we've all been through quite a bit, have we not, uh, collectively and individually. Um, so was, was that playing into you walking or were there other reasons that drove you to walk? Well, I, I think for me, it, uh, you know, when you go through certain life, let's call them crossroads, mm -hmm. when you need direction, when you're dealing with a deep seated 
issue or like, you know, a demon, mm. a lot of demons, you know, it could be trauma, it could be grief, it could be loss, it could be, you know, or I, I don't know, like, there's certain, you know, people, humans need meaning in their lives. Yeah. So when I get to those stages, and I've gotten to that stage again, because, you know, I'm older now, and I'm like, you know, you get like a mini midlife crisis more than once in your life. <laughs> right. They shouldn't be called midlife. They're just life crisis. I don't yeah. Know. I, I think the one I had when I was 33 and I was in Jerusalem was like a quarter midlife crisis. So like I've hit another one. So <laughs> <laughs> I was hitting another one. Yeah. And for me, I, I know that I wanted to change. I know that like, you know, when you're trying to figure out your path, yeah. That's why I went on the Camino and I had the intention of being quiet, right? Because that's what the Camino does for you. The mm -hmm. pilgrimage is about turning inwards yeah, and listening and pr being prayerful. And I, uh, full disclosure, full disclosure, I am a very pious practicing Eastern Orthodox Christian. I mean, I, I don't just do it because it's good for you. I really do believe that. Yeah. You know, if you ask for something and you, you you do the Camino as an ascetic practice, you mm -hmm. know, you're asking like, you know, I'm, look what I'm doing. I'm trying to be, you know, I'm trying to get closer to you so that you can give me the answer. Then the answer appears. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I did it because I had a question. I had these deep seated longings and searchings right and in order to get the answer sometimes no all the time you have to get out of your life yeah and the clutter and the distraction and even the distraction in your own mind especially the distractions and the clutter in your own mind and just walk and i think the camino and pilgrimage in general is therapy for the mind for the body and the soul. I agree. All right. Obvious it's obvious for the body, right? Because the physical act of walking, I think you mentioned it during our talk, somehow it sinks the brain waves and like it recalibrates the, the, the circadian rhythm. I don't know, you were saying something about how the, the act of walking kind of does something to the rhythmic processing of the brain. Absolutely. It's a it's a meditative uh space that the timing of um, the speed of our walk mm -hmm. is the speed at which the mind needs to be working for healing. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, and there's something in that, you know, you're having a problem and, and sometimes you think, I just go take a walk. And then you go take a walk and you come back and suddenly the answer comes to you. And I think that happens in everyday life off pilgrimage. Um, but those are usually smaller things, right? Because we got a lot of noise in our life, you know, and you go for a half hour, an hour walk, whatever. But the power of that, if you just take that and you multiply that by walking eight hours every day times 30 some days, whew, that's a lot of healing going on, a lot of answers coming, isn't it? So it's it's the perfect timing. There's some studies out there. If I if I can find one, I'll, I'll throw it in the show notes. But um, there are studies on that, and it's it's a very meditative state for us. Um, more than running, I know for some people it they they feel that happens with running, but the studies support it with walking and and this slow walking, this very intentional walking, right? Exactly. That's it. Yeah. It's a walking the Camino is like a walking meditation. Yes. And uh, the body is part of the healing a lot of our mental health practices in the west have forgotten the body yes. and the research is, is clear you keep everything in your body your body your gut knows yes and the physical act of walking and for a long long time and like to be honest i didn't do the whole camino i can only, i only did like 170 kilometers which is like five six days um, but even that was so physically cathartic because you need to heal in your body. And yes, it is, it is an ascetic struggle. You're, you're forcing yourself to do something that is really physically challenging. 
And right. sometimes the body is an unwilling participant, but that's when the mind and the spirit kick in and yes. say, okay, let's go, let's go, come on. Because most of the time in our society, you know, we let the body kind of rule our lives. Oh, I'm hungry. Let me go, you know, I got, yeah. you know, I got to sit on, I, I'm tired. Let me sit on the couch and do nothing. Um, the body is so important to healing. Mm. And so it's, I'll never forget it. I met these two Danish, very nice young men on the Camino. And this had been the third time. And one of them, oh, I forget his name, but I did write it up on my blog. Um, he was a, um, he studied to be an architect in, I think it was Copenhagen. But after he realized that, you know, his job was mostly behind a desk all eight, nine, 10 hours. He says, I can't live this kind of life. And he quit that career to become a gardener so that wow. he can live with his hands and, live and be in his body. And he's so much happier because of that. And he told me in an interview where I was talking that, yeah, I walk to find God. Like, I, I'm, it's the physical act of walking and it's the biology behind it. Because mm -hmm. it is very biological. And yes. we are not supposed to be sedentary. No. I mean, no offense, but the best way to do this interview is to be walking and talking. Oh, I wish we could. <laughs> but <laughs> Wouldn't that um, be brilliant? That would be, yes. Camino interviews on the Camino. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. But like our bodies, we're not meant for this kind of life. So it, it makes sense that we're, we're getting sick physically, emotionally, and mentally because we're not engaging our bodies so the very mm -hmm. fact that you're walking for and like it would it, it seems like an impossible task for some people but once you start doing it it's almost like you know how the battery of a car gets charged because it's running that's right it kind of is like that it auto generates and then i remember when i had talked to you in the cafe i felt weird because it's like i'm not walking Mm -hmm. Like I felt the the body's a very big part of being healed on the on the Camino. Okay. Yes. So now let's focus on the mind, right? The mind is full of junk. <laughs> Isn't so, it? Uh, absolutely. But when you go on Camino, you don't have time to focus on what happened to, you know. 10 years ago and what he said and what she said you're focused on each step of this physical journey and you're thinking okay how many hours can i walk before i totally like co collapse you know where am i gonna go to the bathroom does that tree look of that shrub look okay over there or like um where am i gonna get my water like and and just it, it it because it, it is a mindful practice mm -hmm. it keeps you from ruminating right and you'd think that you'd have more time to ruminate because you're just doing the same thing for eight hours a day but you don't i have to say i i did eventually you get to the point where you you're kind of like oh yeah i know how this thing goes but then it's not like you're ruminating as much as like, for me, it was more like kind of processing. Oh, that's exactly that the word I was going to say. That was coming up. So it wasn't yeah. like I was ruminating and thinking, oh, you know, my life's been, yeah, why did I do that? I took the wrong road. You know, it's always, for me, it's always the road not taken, right? Why did I do this? I should have done that. Why, why, why? But then when you're it's you're quiet it stills your mind and, it, and the things that's supposed to come out percolate and then you just have to like pay attention to what percolates and yeah. then that kind of helps you figure things out yeah. um um and it and you need like empty space in order for something to come up so the 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 the, the, the boredom you know, the routine of walking mm -hmm. actually helps clear the mind so that the stuff that really needs to come out has the space to come out and then you deal with it. Agreed. Right? 
right? Yeah, I wanna, I wanna go back and talk about a couple of things that you said, so before we lose some of those thoughts. Mm -hmm. So I, one, th one thing you said, I, I wanted to go back and just kind of say to you, you said, I, I have to admit, I didn't walk the full thing. And um, one, I wanna say to you, first off, you did walk and you did accomplish something great. And I think, um, I just wanna get it out there to everyone that I think whatever Camino uh, walk you take is your walk. And um, there's no success, no one way to do it. And um, I, you know, I just wanna give you a pat on the back and a big star and a hug and say, you did, you did exactly what you needed, what you, yeah. at this moment, what your body, mind and soul needed. Right. And so it is a full Camino. Right. You're right. And I, I was just on Facebook and I saw an 86 year old grandmother with her granddaughter and they're taking it slow because she's 86, but she's doing it. Exactly. And it, it's, it, it's wonderful to see that. Um, and I think it comes down to, uh, Irini, your, your intention, right? When I met with you um, in Santiago, you had such conviction and such intention um, that the number of days you walked were, um, mm, how do I say, highly productive. They were, uh, yeah. Uh, it, it, you were very mindful of what you were doing that whole time. And, you know, from what you've already shared with me, you found a lot of healing and you heard some answers and, and some things like that. So um, I think that to me, it's about the intention, right? You can walk 40 days and have no intention and be doing all kinds of other different things, be walking not mindfully at all, and maybe no transformation. I, although I still feel the community powerful and can still work some magic, but maybe not be as transformative. Yes. You can walk eight, nine days, whatever, but if you have this intention and you're very mindful about it, you can have great transformation there as well. Absolutely. I don't know. Am I talking am I talking to the same language? Do you do you Absolutely. agree with that? I'm totally in the same tribe. I mean, I mean, um it is about intention and that's what makes this Camino so worthwhile. Yeah. Um and speaking of intention, because I come from a spiritual background, right? So we we have uh, the Jesus prayer in orthodoxy and it's similar to the catholic rosary and we share the same prayers but because i i wanted i wanted to get the answer for my for what i needed to do with my life with the path right what i was what i what i should do from this time on yeah i made the intention to pray so as i was walking I wasn't just walking. I was saying the Jesus prayer. So mm. every step became a prayer. And that was, this is the spirit and the soul part, right? Uh, when you connect to, or you, it, prayer is an intention. You're connecting to something higher than yourself and asking for the way while you're walking away. All right. Oh, walking the way. Right. Um, so, I think that 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 mind, body, and soul, um, and it it just dawned on me that when I was I was walking pretty much by myself because it was very off season. It was still mm -hmm. winter, and you had some and, weather. <laughs> yes, and, but I, I was very lucky though. I had wonderful weather. But I kind of I think that's what I needed. I needed to be most of the day by myself. Mm -hmm. But you're not alone. Even if you're alone, you're not alone because right behind you, there are people walking. And right behind you, a thousand years ago, those were other people walking too. So mm -hmm. the, the walk we take on the Camino is the universal human journey. It's the hero journey. And I yeah. know a lot of people have talked about this. And I think it's, this is what makes meaning in life you becoming the hero of your own journey yes um and taking time out out of that that cluttered 
and the social stuff, you know, the social personas we put on, the roles as mothers, as, you know, CEOs and business people. And, you know, the, the, the masks we put on, they come off yeah. during the Camino so that we can hear the voice of our, of our authentic selves. And, you know, it, it helps that we're surrounded by this beautiful natural countryside, which is in by itself is so healing. I mean, yeah. I remember waking up to the most magnificent sunsets and the fogs coming out of the hills. And I mean, really, I was brought to tears just, I'm a painter, so, you know. Yes. I, you know, beauty puts me in a sublime mood and I, I feel, I, I, I'm connected to, you know, <laughs> the otherworldliness through, through the beauty of the world. And that the nature that we walk through in the Camino is also a great part of the therapy kind of container it is. Um, so I, I, I have become such an advocate. Uh, I want everyone to go on Camino. <laughs> Me too. Whether you're five or 105, whether you are Christian or Buddhist or whatever, and I think, I mean, even when I was on the Camino, I met a family that had a dog. And I'm, I'm like, dogs can go on Camino? They go, yeah. And he even had a credencial. I'm like, really? Oh, <laughs> All right. I've never seen a credencial for a puppy. Yes. I mean, whatever. It, it, it's not something the church supports, but, you know, it's it's the travel agency makes it fun. Um, um, so since i've done the camino and it's been in me it's percolated um i have had this incredible sense of peace and acceptance and really um i've become less reactive mm. you know and more mindful I think that my mindfulness has really kicked up a few notches since that journey. And I've also realized how, you know, it's so, it's part of, dovetails so much with the work I do as express, as an expressive arts facilitator. Because while I was doing the Camino, I was making sure to stop and journal mm -hmm. and draw and kind of do things with my body and i've i've actually created a post camino expressive arts workshop that um i hope people will take advantage of and what we do is we we think about the camino experience for each of us mm -hmm. and then i i provide the art container as a, like a, a, an accordion book that looks like the credential and mm -hmm. I give you a series of prompts that help you think through that experience and of course you have probably photos and maybe journal insights and things like that and it, it just helps you kind of put them together and you create an art book an artfully made credential book on the Camino experience. Oh, I love this. Is this going to be online? So how I've, I've um, designed it, I'm going to, if you're interested, you get a kit. I send the kit in the mail and then I, I give you like a, a series of prompts through like online, whatever tutorial. Yes. You, you kind of take the time and put it together for yourself. And then in part two, because as an expressive arts facilitator, the, sh the sharing, the witnessing of the art and the, and the processing of what happens during the art is half the battle. So we come together on, you know, a Zoom call or what have you, and I facilitate the witnessing portion and we talk about, because mm. a lot of the things that come have happened for me are probably have happened for others and it's i mean and it's not um it's not news that many people walk the camino to deal with grief 
Yes. How many people have I seen with, you know, photos of loved ones in, in those points where people stop to put their little stamps up on the, on the, the bulletin boards on the, through the journey. Um, so I think it's a way to create witness and then community and to relive the experience and by, by talking to others, because that's another healing aspect, right? Absolutely. Story sharing. I was thinking about that as you were talking about the expressiveness and I was thinking of story sharing, uh, how that also plays into the healing. And um, okay, so uh, this sounds really interesting to me because, you know, I think we all have in one photos that we took during our Camino, right? And they're just sitting on our phones or, or whatever. Um, so in this class, you know, would I have to be artistic in order to benefit from it? You know, am I going to have to know how to draw? Because <laughs> I'm not a very artistic person in that way. Or they don't feel like I have a lot of talent. <laughs> People think expressive arts is about, no, it's, you know how you used to be a kid and used to get some crayons, start scribbling? Mm -hmm. That's that's really expressive arts. We're not doing Picasso art. We're doing just expression, free expression. And the you know, I, I don't make it complicated. It's mostly collage. And most people can put together a decent collage. Right. You, know, you don't need artistic skills. It's just you need to be present for yourself and what comes up through the creative process and um, just follow the steps to come up with this container that will help you reflect on the journey and make you and maybe deepen your insights into self and others. Um, so, so creative. I don't think there's anything else out there quite like this. Well, expressive arts tends to be very uh, flexible and can be used with variety, but you know, this, and this is why I like it because it's not just art. Expressive arts is storytelling, is journaling, <laughs> is poetry and ah, i was gonna ask that yes we yes there's a there's a segment in the workshop where i get people to create a short poem using little prompts but it oh. works you know so you're using the entire gamut of creativity um i know people who use drama i do a lot of drama um if i if i started doing this like leading pilgrimage groups and, and I would, I would do it not just for the Camino. I would do it for a lot of other places. Um, I, I, I do incorporate a lot of drama therapy, like mm -hmm. drama enactment into the journey um, because I think it helps a lot of people. So it's not just art. It's, it's, it's the whole and music mu movement. It's, it's so much. We're such creative people i mean human beings are meant to create and we've lost touch with that creative basis for what makes us happy you are and 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 be, being creative is itself a mindful act and this is why it's healing because it puts you in that reflective state okay yeah. and no judgment all that um so i mean i'm i'm i have believed i mean i didn't realize how much i believed in the therapeutic powers of camino pilgrimage until after i did this camino and i don't think it, it it's by coincidence that everything is falling into place for me now that mm, i'm finally no, got i finally got a chance i'm gonna be forced to publish a book on my personal spiritual community, you know, pilgrimage that changed my life. I'm creating expressive arts workshops uh, that deal with this because I think my slogan is, you know, the journey without outside leads to the journey within. Mm, beautiful. And I've been, I've, and I have, um, uh, I'm starting this year finally post covid hooray um uh something expressive arts on my greek island mm. iclades and we do goddess journeys and we do like warrior journeys i take young men on a hero's journey through sparta and the peloponnesus and we we talk about you know and we reenact what is what makes uh 
a warrior. What makes mm -hmm. young men who need that, they don't have rites of passage to, to kind of, do you, you know, take on that new part of themselves, right? Because we've lost those rituals in our society. That's what I was going to say. We've lost those rituals. And I think that's why the Camino becomes such a hero's journey, right? It's an accessible journey for many of us, right? Um, and it's a way to get out of our everyday life and, and do these hero journeys that our ancestors got to do more regularly. So that's really cool. And I just wanted to say to everyone that's listening to the show or watching the show, I will have a link to her website. So that way you can uh, find out about some of the workshops that she's referring to here and whatnot. I want to go back, Irina, and talk about, how you've said so many things I want to uh, have you elaborate on. So I don't know if I'm going to hit all of them, but I'm going to try. Okay. I'm very um, curious personally about this concept of how um, I recently read a book about a woman who has been doing a lot of research on grief processing. And um, one of the scientific things that she has found is the power of beauty and awe in taking us out of grief. And you said something a, a few moments ago about how you just felt this beauty, this awe. You, you saw the sunset, the sunrise, the fog. And, and I'm really curious to hear from you, if you could think of one of those experiences, I would love to hear from you with your artistic mind. What did you see? What did, what did you feel in your body back to one of those moments of what does beauty and awe feel like to you? Oh, gosh. Um, I guess when you were talking, I have to say that the moment, the culminating moment of walking into Santiago and seeing that cathedral for the mm -hmm. first time is an awe-inspiring uh, experience. I mean, when I walk, when I went through the Central Square, it was about it was like five o'clock, and the sun was going down, mm. and it's the golden hour. So. I saw the facade of that elaborate building in gold and and bright and it was I mean it was like entering heaven. I mean that was the experience like and there are no words. Sorry. There are no words to ex to express what awe is. Awe is like you have your jaw drop and you're just It's, you, you can't, it's, it, it, it's like, I don't know. It's like a blanket of, and, and something that penetrates through every cell of your body and mm -hmm. it just takes you out. It's a transcendental yes. sort of moment. It takes you out of the here and now and, and kind of puts you in a different realm. So it is very it's a very otherworldly experience, this sense of awe. And I think this is why it heals grief, because you know when you feel the transcendence and you feel, I'm sorry, I'm gonna cry. Yeah. You feel the presence of God. Mm. The grief goes away. Yeah. That you know that that's just temporary. That's just the permanent is something glorious and eternal and so luminous and sublime that everything is okay. It makes everything okay. Um, I think, and this is, this is also the sort of the experience I got when I was at the, I was at the end of my rope. I was, um, I mean, seriously, I would have had, I would have been dead. Uh, the clinical depression I had been going through was hell on earth. Um, I understand why people take their lives because you can't live with that sort of pain day in, day out. But when I saw the light from the Holy Sepulchre, it just, it was again that 
transcendent otherworldly experience where it, it it just shows you that no no it's not just here and now there's something beyond something and, bigger. and you have to trust that things fall into place and maybe you don't understand things you don't understand why things happen and why your loved one you know died and why that loss but the, the like the the questions it's it's something much greater than you can ever understand, but you yeah. have to just trust it. And it, and it's, it's kind of wrapped up in, into power and respect and, and beauty and just, and even mystery, because the things we don't understand are very powerful. Yeah. And we have to just trust in the things that sometimes are mysterious. We can't explain everything all the time. Yeah. I agree. And I feel like these moments of awe, I, I feel like when I'm walking the Camino, I'm taking photos because everything looks so beautiful. You know, every plant, every tree. Uh, and I don't get that same feeling, um, you know, if I'm just taking an hour walk, you know, in the neighborhood or whatever, or any trail, there's something maybe it has to do with the walking for numerous hours hours walking day after day being in the energy of the Camino there's so many things into this there are small moments of beauty and small moments of awe and then like you said there's that moment of arriving at the cathedral or you know the sunset how many times you know uh, up ahead of me would be this gorgeous sunset or behind me see you know looking back and seeing the sunrise and in those moments yes I don't feel my grief. Well, I, I'm just, you know, I'm putting a disclaimer out there again. Here comes my uh, my <laughs> Christian upbringing and my Christian faith. It's not just yeah. my, right, my faith. I came to it for myself. I mean, this is what the mystics call an act of, of grace. I mean, there are certain points where it's not just your energy. It's the energy of God that infuses the material world. And you feel that in certain magical moments. And I think that when you have the intention and you're trying to get close to the mysteries of the higher power, then if you're lucky and you have a pure heart and you're sensitive to it, um, you you see the acts through through grace. You see the whole world in a different light. You, you see, it's almost like, you know, the Apocrypha, you take the veil over your eyes is lifted mm. and, and, and a, lot, a lot of other spiritual traditions do that you know buddhism is all about taking out yeah you know, we're not really looking at life the way it's supposed to be because so when you lift those and and you see with that different light and maybe that energy that comes from god or i don't know i mean the world is a transformed place and no, a simple sunset is not a simple sunset. Mm -hmm. It is the portal to an otherworldly dimension. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I find it so interesting because we as humans, we're all so drawn to that. And you know, our whole life is filled with sunsets and sunrises, right? I mean, every day you wake up, hopefully the sun's coming up. <laughs> every day you go to sleep, right? There's, or every night there's a sunset, yet, we are, I feel we are pulled to these events, right? And there's this sense of beauty and awe. And there's some reason we're all feeling that, right? Like it. Yes. I think it's what St. Augustine said that, you know, we are made in the image of God and we are searching for that maker. Mm. And when we get, you know, intimations, in, you know, of that, of that, that where we come from, our source, it makes all the difference. And it's the reason why people can go through incredible hardship and not fall into despair. And they have they see life as a very affirming place. And not that it's easy, it's a struggle, but the struggle and the pain and the suffering makes sense in light of this greater I don't know reality right um and i mean i think the the camino kind of puts you in touch with that 
And I'm sorry, but I, I think we do have a maker and we have to search for that. And and even, even if we don't believe it uh, consciously, our souls yearn for it subconsciously. We need to make, we need to have a, a sense of, of beauty and higher power and goodness to believe in. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, what's the point? And I, I think um, particularly walking after COVID and these lockdowns and, and this collective grief, we have all suffered through and, and some of us have suffered very greatly with the loss of loved ones because of that. Um, as well as the grief of us being isolated. We've lost socialization. We've lost so much. Mm -hmm. To me, it feels like the perfect time to be walking. And, you know, you, you came and walked after, after this. And, you know, you are, what, a couple of months out from your Camino. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, I can just see in you this, even looking at you now and talking to you now, compared to when we met for coffee. Mm -hmm. I can see this beautiful processing that has been occurring, mm -hmm. and this peace about you. Yeah, it's um, I'm so much more peaceful. I'm just, I don't worry. Like you know, the questions that I had, they were answered in a very simple way, mm -hmm. and I don't want to get answers all along, but like, and I think that's was, and I I think I blogged about it, and I have a on my website you can see that the answer the Camino gave is that you know it doesn't you don't have to go to different countries and go to the grass that's always greener on the other side it's it's what you're doing now and where you are now and the people you have around you now and that's how you transform yourself that you don't have to like ironically right <laughs> the Camino told me it's not the Camino that's going to save your, that changes your life. It's you understanding that by staying still in the place you're at, the place that you're put in the circumstances you're at right now, that is going to be the way you, you know, transform yourself. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, it like, makes so much sense. I'm being pulled back to uh, Eat, Pray, Love is one of my favorite books. Uh -huh. And in that, uh, Liz Gilbert talks about she's in a terrible moment of despair, right? And she's praying to God and, and begging and asking and all the things we do, the pleading. And, and she hears this voice, just go to bed, Liz. Yes. Mm -hmm. Go to bed. And I'm kind of hearing that from you, this kind of eat, pray, love, Camino moment of where you heard or felt. I don't know. How did this come to you, this and then message the message seems simple it does um I, I i um let me see maybe maybe i can find it so i can read a little bit from it oh i would love that. a while um if i can find it <laughs> um but that's this is yeah um okay this is I'll read something from my journal on that moment. Um, my prayer, my intention for this Camino has been to find the way. My whole life, I have been a seeker, a restless soul who is never content with the ways things are. Always on the lookout for the next best thing or a better job, a better neighborhood. Always on the, on the quest to self-improve. While pushing oneself for excellence is not a bad thing in itself, alas, the search can be exhausting. It comes with a cost. I can never be happy anywhere. And as I was walking the Camino, however, I had a flash of insight. As pic picturesque as the rural villages of Galicia might look, as chic and dapper the Europeans I went, I want to return home. The daily monotony of pushing through one more step, the lightning flash of pain across the midsection, <laughs> the nagging woodpecker tapping on my right hip bone, what with the thirst and hunger and dread that I might wind up dead at the side of a ravine, the purpose was to find the joy in the struggle. I am fine where I am. My career, a humble one, did, did not manifest in the wild adventures in my imagination, but 
and anyway, and I go on and I'm not going to go on, but like, it gave me the, it, it, the realization was that you, you don't have to like go on this huge journey to find where your life is. Your life is where you left it. And that's where you got to go back to. Wow. And because of that, Lee, I have accepted a lot of the things that I hadn't before and that I was pushing and pushing against the grain. Like, why? Why? What? I stopped saying why. And I've said, I, okay, this is how it's, it's turned out. And this is it. And this is what I have to find value in. And you know, the minute you do that, life gets so much easier. Mm. You get so much healthier. You get so much more in tune. Um, just radical acceptance and gratitude for whatever you have. And sure, I'm sure that I'm going to change my the way I, I probably where I live because I'm sick of the city and it's going to happen, but it doesn't have to be this like, oh my God, this, this huge dramatic thing. It's just like, it's a simple act of everyday living and everyday acceptance yeah. and then moving. It's like, you know, one step at a time yeah. and, and you'll get out of it and you'll leave. But as long as you walk in the direction of your dreams and in, in, in the, in the direction of what you know is it reverberates in your soul you can't you'll be okay but you, you can't get lost on the camino right <laughs> yeah, a little bit oh yeah you can you can find but, your way back but you always find your way back and it's kind of like that simple message the camino tells us like we think our life is like this live or die thing but in the end it's just yeah it's just yeah go to bed find the next meal find your next shower um get through this day and then the next day things will change and you'll take care of those things but you'll get you're getting where you need to go more or less and it's yeah. fine everything is okay hmm. i love how you're wording this yeah so like, you know, all of our virtual leaders have told us messages like that. We've heard it. And as you're talking, I'm thinking to myself, but the Camino helps us to feel it. Mm, yes. It clears the noise so we can finally, hopefully hear that message. The one message that maybe we're individually needing or needing as a collective, but how beautiful. I love the way you're describing it. It's just well, I think that what you said goes back to like um, an ancient Greek philosophical idea mm -hmm. that um, we think we know things in the mind, but you don't really, you can't really understand the truth of something, not logically. It has to go deeper into the seat of your soul. And the Greeks had a word for that. That's, that was called your noose. And it's very hard to translate in English because it doesn't exist as a concept in English. But that noose is that seat of your soul that is the part that finally realizes things, like finally knows things. And it's that center core that is beyond the mind. It includes the mind, but it's not just the mind. Yeah. It's, it's an experimental, and you don't really, you can't, it's like, you know, why do I love this guy? I don't know. I, I, I have to, I feel it. I can't tell you why I love him. You have to love him too, so that you know in the seat of your soul that, yeah, you got to love this guy. You know, it's that part you have to experience in order to know. And that's what the Camino does. Yeah. Absolutely. It touches the seat of your soul. It touches the seat of your soul. And hopefully, with that noise quieted down, your mind, your heart, your body, everything in alignment. Exactly. And maybe we can finally hear one of the messages yes. that we're needing to hear. That's it. 
that's it this is why everybody has to go on camino especially after covid every single soul should be on camino yes i think the world would be peaceful mm -hmm. peaceful if we could all just walk absolutely wow i this has been even better than I imagined. And I, I can remember back when we were having coffee and, and you were trying to decide, you weren't even sure, you know, about going home and, and what was going to happen next. And Oh, I told you what happened. Um, I lost my flight because <laughs> I lost my passport on the Camino. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't board the plane to New York. So I said, oh, well, I might. You remember you saying that? You were like. Oh, well. And I'm like, you lost your passport. So I, I, I went to Germany and I waited three or four days and then I got my passport and uh, I'm like, I'm not going to New York. I'm going because I have to I had to go to a residency in South Africa. So I said, I'm just going to go to Greece, see my family. And then because it's you're you're saving half of the travel. If you if you get you go to South Africa from Europe. And then it's from there. And then in South Africa, it was a wonderful experience. And I worked with the kids in the townships and the local schools and I with the women there. And uh, I did a, a wonderful solo exhibit on plants. And uh, it, it was awesome. It was a wonderful experience there, too. So the Camino has just given me so many boons in my life. Yes. It's a boons. When you go on this journey, you're going to be rewarded yes. more than once. Yeah. And I, I saw that healing in you right away when you responded because you were telling me about losing your passport. You know, I was like, how, how are things going? And you're like, well, I lost my passport and then I'm doing this. And, I'm doing and you were like so calm about it. Yes, it's fine. It like, all out. It was all fine. It all works out. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Well, I we're at our time, so I'm going to close us out. But this was a beautiful discussion, even more than I could have even imagined. Thank you for for allowing me to to have this discussion, and I'm glad that you're making this podcast possible because more people need to hear about the wonders of the Camino. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, and I, I I find that from a lot of people that have already walked and they get to hear the stories like your story and, and the things that are shared here, that it helps us all to, for those that have, for those of us that have had the um, chance to walk, it allows us to kind of relive some of that through the story and we can go back to our own story and it, it just enhances our own Camino. Right. And then of course, my whole hope with this project is that somebody hears something that we talked about today and my goodness, you dropped so many today. I think you have, I'm going to guess you're going to influence some people to come walk for sure. Yeah. And, and, if, you, and if they haven't, I would love to have people sign up for the post Camino. I love it. Um, I want to do it. Yeah. I want to do it. And then you will see how things can come. It, it's wonderful to talk about it again and to relive it and connect with other people. So um, I, I hope that people take advantage. It's, it's, I make it very low cost so that people can take part. And um, I look forward to more Caminos. <laughs> okay, so um, I, will there be a link that I can put in the yes, show? Yes, yes, I have it. And it's, I've, I've also been advertising on the uh, Camino forums. Oh, good. Okay, okay. okay. I'm so behind on Facebook. I can't even keep up with it anymore. So if I, when I'm missing things of yours, if, if you don't see me respond or something, just please tell me because I can't even keep up. I don't know how anyone can keep up. There's so much information anymore, right? Well, this has been such, such an honor and a blessing to be able to hear more of your beautiful words. And you, you've definitely encouraged me to look at the expressive art part of this. I, I don't consider myself an artist, so I, I, I want to express. Everybody's an artist. That's the problem. People think everyone is an artist. Yeah. Uh, you, you just, you have this idea that an artist has to be like, you know, in a museum. No. Everybody's an artist. When you're when you were one, do you have any doubt that you weren't an artist? <laughs> no. no. That's the kind of state we're getting back to. With expressive arts, we're all artists. We're I just creators. That. We're made to create and, and connect through the creativity. That's hmm. it. Simple. Well, you have encouraged me and I, I, I want to get one of these kits and with my girlfriends here and, and sure. do one, so for sure. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for coming to the Camino Cafe podcast it's today. Wonderful to talk to you. Best of luck. You too, you too. And everyone that's watching and listening, please, uh, if you're inspired, you like something you heard today, 
take a moment to comment. Um, we love the comments. Um, we love the connection. We like building our Pilgrim family. And, and that's what we're doing here when we all kind of chip in on the conversation. And folks, if you haven't watched it, this is very similar to the types of conversations that happen all along the Camino. And um, what a blessing it is to extend our Camino family. And uh, I wanna hear about your walk tomorrow with your New York group. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to close this out. If you'll just stay on for a moment, we'll say goodbye, Irini. And, um, but I'll say goodbye to everyone else. When you're in Santiago, reach out. Let me know you're here. Um, maybe we can have a coffee and talk. Well, Cafe Con Leche. And um, we can get to do one of these interviews with you down the road. All right. Thanks, everyone. I'll try it.